everyone. JJ Walsh here in Hiroshima, Japan. And I am at the A-bombed Deshio warehouse. It was used as a clothing depot uh, during the war. And it is now still standing, but there is a chance that it will be torn down. Um, it's under discussions right now whether it's worth keeping the buildings or not. So as long as I'm in Hiroshima and these buildings are still standing, I like to come down here. Uh, tomorrow is the 76th year to mark um, Hiroshima's memorial since the A-bomb attack on the city 76 years ago tomorrow. So this building as well, even though we're outside of the city center, it has a hundred, longer than a hundred years legacy and history um, in Hiroshima. And it was used during the war and it has damage from the bombing, even though it's a bit far outside of the city center where the epicenter was. But it, some of the uh, student workers who were here survived because of the structure and some of the survivors after the bombing made their way here and used it as shelter. So I wanted to show you the building a little bit. It's a remarkable building and it's very unusual to see this type of building around this area of Japan. And I really hope that uh, the activists and the government and the policymakers can start to think about how to reutilize this building in a way that'll make it a part of Hiroshima's destination as an asset instead of a burden that they just want to bring down and replace with something new. So I'll turn the camera around so you can see what I see. So this is the buildings here. They're quite big structures. And as you look at the damage of the red brick, as you look at the damage on the steel doors in front of the windows, you can imagine the damage caused by the atomic bomb 76 years ago. Get up closer. So I came here last year with an activist and there's some groups trying to preserve this building for Hiroshima's legacy. And once you're here, you can really feel the power of what the building went through and then imagine, of course, if a strong building like this has this type of damage, then the devastation to any people, how powerful it was. So this is even outside of the city center. Unfortunately, there's no information 
here, like many other peace sites around Hiroshima or places of interest for peace tourism or education tourism. And I wish a lot of people who visit Hiroshima and go to Peace Park and see the A-bomb dome would also come here because it has a very different but also equally powerful story to tell. And the building itself is so powerful and so interesting and really beautiful. There's a structure like this in Yokohama, outside the Tokyo area, and they spent a lot of money remodeling the building to put offices and eateries and shops inside. And I don't think that's disrespectful to the legacy of Hiroshima, because when people would come and use it, even for other purposes, they would have a chance to see it in person and remember the legacy of the war and what happened here. There were students working here who survived the bombing if they were on one side. And if they were on the exposed side, they didn't survive. But I can imagine a reuse of this building in some way would be a real asset to the destination, adding destination appeal to Hiroshima, but also preserving the legacy, giving people a chance to tell the stories, talk about the history, and not forget. I think that's so important, isn't it? You just, you have to retain these type of authentic structures which give us such a deep sense of what happened here and give people a tangible reference to the history and happenings. It's so valuable for society. But it's also more, it makes more sustainable sense in terms of a environmentally friendly option too. You have a strong structure you could reuse, good materials you could reuse. So in addition to all the value to society for keeping it. Ah, ah, smarten. There is also great value for environment and also thinking of it as a way to support the economy. A lot of people visit Hiroshima every year as a part of peace tourism. Visiting Peace Park is a part of the support for Hiroshima's local community. So not to think of it strictly in an economic sense, but having a steady stream of income, which would help 
support repairs to the building is another thing to consider in terms of sustainability, right? People, planet, profits in balance. I mean, this juxtaposition is really powerful. This sign says stop. And the stop sign in front of the, the ruined, damaged building from the A-bomb is a good reminder. We need to stop. Stop and think at least. When I came the first time, I asked why some of the damage is different. So even on the same side of the building, you have different levels, different kinds of damage, even to shutters on the same side of the building, even next to each other. One of the activists who gave me a tour last year told me there's a theory that maybe some of the shutters were open and others were closed. And so when the atomic blast happened, it hit the iron doors in different positions and in different ways. So the damage even on the same side is very unequal and varied. And most people who have visited Hiroshima or know about Hiroshima have seen the iconic image of the A-bomb dome, the dome structure in the center of Peace Memorial Park. But so few people have seen this building. So I wanted to share it today and tomorrow I'll be around Hiroshima Peace Park sharing images from there tomorrow in the morning. I don't think we can go into the Peace Park tomorrow, but remembering what happened in Hiroshima since I'm here I'm happy to share it with all of you around the world. We can think about peace. Look at that. It's like the whole steel door there like pushed in from the center. But the door next to it isn't damaged. That's so really interesting to have the juxtaposition of this building standing empty and unused, but a silent and powerful reminder of what happened 76 years ago, but also right next to residentials, right next to schools, people enjoying life as normal, pretty much the same as anywhere around Japan. These are the red brick A-bombed buildings, which are a silent reminder 
of the devastation that happened in Hiroshima after the A-bomb attack 76 years ago tomorrow. And this is one of the, I think, most powerful places to visit in Hiroshima, which often people don't know anything about. It's a beautiful blue sky day. You can see these impressive red brick buildings here. And you can also see the damage from the blast of the atomic bomb 76 years ago, August 6, 1945. So this building, this is four different warehouses as an army clothing depot, kind of army barracks. And it's been under discussion because there's been talk about bringing these amazing buildings down, knocking them down. But I think just like we have the A-bomb dome in Peace Park, these four buildings are also really important to keep the legacy and the information alive of what happened in Hiroshima and our hopes for peace that nuclear weapons will not be used again in the future. So here you can see one of the iron doors with damage. You can see all along the building, the doors that were warped. And I visited the buildings last year with an activist, Mayuseto, and she sang her song of peace here at the building. I also interviewed a historian, Bo Jacobs here, about his book, Born Violent, about the history of nuclear power and nuclear weapons. It's such an impressive and important and powerful place should definitely be reused in some way to keep the power and message alive. I'm going to walk the past the all four warehouses. So you can see all the amazing detail. Looks impressive, especially with all the blue sky behind. But these buildings are so unusual to see in Japan, this red brick. So they date the building over a hundred years old. In Hiroshima especially, we don't have any buildings that are this old. 
So it not only keeps the legacy from the wartime, but it also keeps the legacy and history from even before the wartime. You can see the rust and damage of that iron door here, especially. It's right next to residential area. So one of the concerns was that without spending a lot of money on st structural safety reconstruction to make it safe, that in a big earthquake it might be knocked down. But others have argued that there have actually been a lot of earthquakes in the last hundred years and it hasn't come down. Seems very structurally intact still. You used to, with special permission, be able to go and see inside the building. Let's see if I can give you a glimpse. The design of the building, it's so interesting. And the area of Yokohama, actually, the port area, has these red brick buildings, which probably have a similar timeline date on them. And they've been reused and repurposed. They have restaurants and shops inside. I think you could do it in a tasteful way where you could reuse the buildings. You could keep the meaning and the legacy and the history of the buildings intact while still opening it up in a new way that people want to use it in, either for public gathering spaces, shops, or things that maybe schools could use for education. There's definitely a variety of great ideas for ways to reuse these buildings. I'll be around the Peace Park tomorrow, but this is probably a site that many people even living in Hiroshima don't really know about that has such important history, not only for the, the peace movement or the A-bombing, but also longer history in Hiroshima. This is the side I'm going to walk down that has a more direct hit from the bomb. So you can see a bit more damage on a lot of the windows. Anything, most places that you go on even Rabbit Island, which has become a tourist island in Hiroshima, famous for people going to see all the rabbits. But of course it has a much stronger legacy as a place where they made poison gas. And even there you have information placards information signage. You don't have anything here that tells you what it was. 
I hope by showing this, you can see how impressive these buildings are and how big. I lived in Hiroshima a long time and I don't think I knew about them until even a few years ago. Even though they're quite, take up quite a big space too. But that's political too, making a political decision to erase the history or to hide the history. And the structure itself has so much value, not just for historical significance, peace significance, there's that, of course, but there's also environmental influence, the structural integrity of these materials and the reason to extend the life of these materials as long as you can in terms of reducing environmental impact. And then if you add on the benefit to society and local community for maintaining structures which are important for history or culture or traditions, then of course, it's very important for people as well as planet. Almost at the end of the second building, I started at the fourth building, heading to the first warehouse building up ahead. You see how big it is. It takes a while to walk past the whole thing. And some of the building uh, windows up there don't have the the shutters in front. You can see the glass behind the mesh. I understand the feeling that you just want to move on, want to forget, want to make things new, clean, and nice. But there's also the added appeal of Hiroshima's legacy and Hiroshima's history in terms of people who want to revisit and remember and think about it and the appeal to those people is lost if a building like this is completely destroyed and rebuilt into something new. We can never recreate this level of authenticity, the power of the story of survival and the legacy of remembering those who did not survive. A lot of people came to these warehouse buildings from the city center who were badly injured. A lot of people died immediately, but a lot of people survived for a little while they were suffering and they came here for shelter 
and some of the workers here. There are a lot of students who are working here. And if they were on this side of the building, the blast side, they died. And if they were on the other side, they had a chance to survive. Some of the students who were working here remember and tell their stories, their testimony about the importance of remembering what happened at this building as a part of Hiroshima's legacy. There's a, one of the activists who has been very vocal about keeping these buildings, often comes down here and gives lectures. A lot of activists working with him also come down, give tours, introduce the buildings and the history to visitors and residents. Up ahead, you can see the Hijiyama Park and the red and white tower at the park. And then just over that mountain, Hijiyama Mountain, is the city center where the, the blast was. Interesting, because when I walked in, it's next to a school, the fourth warehouse. And so to look at this powerful reminder of what happened in Hiroshima 76 years ago, but to hear the voices of students at the school next to the building playing baseball and that juxtaposition of daily normal life and what happened 76 years ago it's powerful it was a normal day for many people the skies were clear they thought they were lucky because there were no regular bombing aircraft above. They thought it was a lucky day to go about their lives as usual. Let's try to get along, resolve conflict in our own lives, and remember Hiroshima, and in a few days Nagasaki, and think about peace, and how we can create a more peaceful world. Thanks everyone, please take care.